Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl, Emily, coming at you in a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. This is a special episode that will not be following our normal structure as it is a YouTube exclusive. As our episodes generally focus on a single movie, today we have two of my good friends and trauma entertainment aficionados, Brad Fowler and Nick Longmire, to discuss the history of trauma, as well as trauma productions and movies that trauma has distributed. Trauma really is not my thing, so I'm going to hand it over to Nick and Brad. So take it away, guys. All right, everybody. Um, so let's uh, start talking about trauma movies. Hey. <laughs> Nick, this is what we talk about all the time. So yeah, this yeah. shouldn't be too Make a living of it, man. House. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, trauma movies, um, that's something like near and dear to us. We talk about this all the time. Like, man, okay. You know, trauma markets itself as uh, movies, to, movies of the future. And uh, whenever I first heard that and uh, first saw it as a teenager, even though I'd seen a couple trauma movies without knowing about the company when i was a kid i was like yeah i agree with that it was like you know there's there's nothing like that and uh i've been violently attacked because of that and i can vouch for that later we'll get back to that (laughs) all right um so let's uh talk about us for a minute um we've known each other for a long time yeah kindergarten man we're going on 30 years now but um i think no i think it's 30 years dude we're 35 Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 30 years now. So um, the thing that um, one of the things that made us fast friends real quick is we had both seen the Toxic Avenger by the time we were six years old. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, is a lot of people deny it, and uh, the thing is, uh, most people saw that until they don't know what it is until they uh, realize what it is, and then uh, they they most people our age are like, yeah, yeah, I remember that, but. I don't think many people took to it. No, no, I don't. I think um, so. We were the ripe age for the Toxic Crusaders, uh-huh. which was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes. ripoff yeah, yeah. that Trauma produced, mm-hmm. and we were young enough to get in that craze. We oh yeah, had the action figures. We watched the cartoon. You know, we were yeah. we collected the comic books. We loved the Toxic Crusaders, so. We both went to the video rental store separately, saw the Toxic Avenger. Hey, that's Toxie. Our parents rented it for us. And we saw not knowing what it was. Yeah. And that is not a movie for a six. year old. Well, I I remember holding my uh, Toxie action figure from the Toxic Crusaders line of action figures. uh, And that's why it got rented. Uh, and then I remember my dad never really censored us much through anything. And, uh, I remember watching that and through it, like through the first like 15 minutes, which it doesn't even take 15 minutes, but my dad was a pretty uh, leisurely guy with that stuff. He said, I don't know if you and your sister should be watching this. And that's all he said. And, uh, it stuck with me for a long time. Um, mind you, I, I, didn't connect with trauma for a long time again until high school, but we'll get to that again. But yeah. And it's also, that was the age of rated R. Yeah. 
Toys. Vestron video shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, just rated our toys, like Police Academy toys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I remember thing. the Bobcat Goldthwait uh, toy. Uh, the Bobcat where his, Gold- pa- his yeah. pants would drop down yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, looked that up the other day, actually. Uh, <laughs> I like, it, yeah, I remember I that. I yeah. see them boxer shorts again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a weird time. But that's kind of how we got into it. And, um, and then, like, eventually... Like, uh, we were talking earlier, I thought I gave you the blood-sucking freaks VHS first, but you're telling me it was Terraformer. No, but... no, okay, so in, uh, we were in marketing class in high school, and you gave me a copy of Terraformer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, you had uh, you had been talking about this stuff, and I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm into it, because like we've always had similar interests. And uh, you gave me a copy of Terraformer, and... So whenever I opened it in marketing class, I saw all these this catalog of uh, movies, and there was like so much stuff that I just couldn't believe had ever been produced by any means. And uh, one of the first things I saw was the Toxic Avenger, and I was like, "Well, like I know that." And then I, I scrolled down like in my eyes, uh, you know, and I saw Rabbit Grannies, and I was like, "I know that too." And, uh, the thing is, is like, uh, after that is like, if you, th- that was a beautiful thing about Tromas. If you get a trauma DVD and you look through the catalog, they, it like, if you're a, if you're a fan of any kind of whatever, trash you, cinema, yes, Let's very, very, cinema. yeah. Garbage cinema or whatever. Yeah. You, you can totally be like, dude, this is what I want in my life. Like stuff like surf Nazis must die and stuff like that. Like there, like there's just like, you know, redneck zombies, all that stuff. There's just no, like there's no end to it because they've distributed, they've produced so much stuff that doesn't make any sense. That should be a a movie at all. But, uh, you know, Terra Firmer was the first, uh, thing that you gave to me. And it like, it, like I said, it made me revisit the Toxic Avenger, which I had always been very, very close to. Like, Spider-Man and Toxie were my f- my heroes. Those were my heroes. And uh, But no, no, it was a wonderful thing. And uh, you, you gave me Terra Firmer, and it changed my life. And Terra Firmer is one of the, the harder ones. And we got very into it after Terra Firmer. I think Terra Firmer is a good start going into the next section of the podcast. Because Terra Firmer is a trauma movie about making a trauma movie. Yes. Yeah. But um, let's talk about trauma's beginnings. Trauma, um, trauma production started, or trauma entertainment started in 1974. Mm-hmm. With Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz. Yeah. yeah. And I believe the whole the whole like uh attempt had uh their production company was produce wild ass movies mm-hmm. and distribute really good independent movies yeah and they turned into the successors of roger corman throughout the 70s and 80s to where i feel like they carried the torch because they start picking up 
movies to distribute like blood sucking freaks yeah and yeah yeah stuff like that but they're producing movies like when nature calls and squeeze of course. play like yeah. these sexploitation movies yeah 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 uh, stuck on you the original one um oh, which yeah, was so not good. which the the um greg Kinnear, uh, matt damon one was not a remake but stuck on you was an amazing yeah. little like sexploitation film even the, i mean mind you yeah it's got some like hot and heavy scenes but it's mainly like a romantic comedy disguised as like smut it's, and i really really love that movie uh like it's really really stupid it's porky's uh kind of to the nth if you will mm-hmm. like and i actually think that that's way before porky's too. very much yeah yeah very much yeah like, yeah um like they, I, I i think it's like i think it might be 1982 or something like that but still yeah you're right yeah yeah, but then they they're gaining ground over yeah, the, and that's yeah. the thing. Um, I don't know much about Michael Hertz's history as much as I know about Lloyd Kaufman, and Lloyd Kaufman's history is weird and deep. Dude, like, to tell you the truth, the only thing I know about uh, Michael Hertz is he played uh, one of the Cretans in Class of Newcomb High Part 1 where he's got he's the dude with the like hair coming off his nose and his like face he's the teacher that becomes a creep I think so yes but yeah, yeah he's got the weird like little yes. hair plugs and he has coming a he has a part in Toxic Avenger Part 2 as well yeah but I think he's a behind the scenes kind of guy yeah because um, uh, uh, later on um, I can't remember what his name was but the larger guy uh, they Joe credit Fleischer. Joe Fleischer uh, uh, they would credit him as Michael Herr's in the whenever yeah. it was like on scene, yeah. like Troma's War and stuff. Michael Hurts takes a backseat to yeah. any kind of public um, um, outings. Yeah, yeah. After the late eighties, there are interviews with him, and you can see he's very calm, collected, and yeah, yeah, quiet. Um, I believe he is the produ- the financial guru <laughs> behind all of this, and um, I will say from what I've seen, he's a very handsome man. But Lloyd Kaufman is running around with Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. He's friends with Oliver Stone. He goes to Cannes every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like this weird filmmaker, mover, and shaker that yeah, yeah. starts his own thing and has a very distinct vision of what he wants to do. And uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, time is told. Yeah. Into the trauma productions. Mm-hmm. Like, and so let's talk about some of the productions because when i think about trauma production period i think of the 80s and 90s heavily oh yeah even though it does carry over into the 2000s no they get brushed under the rug a lot yeah but like uh let's talk about movies they didn't make like the toxic avenger does bust everything open Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Financial. Well, I mean, it. it, it, I mean, regardless of what anybody thinks about that man, like that is a cultural icon. So, like a movie that can't get fucking played anywhere besides like smut theaters in New York and everything, and then finally it becomes like a thing or whatever. The thing is, is like the the, okay, and I'll say this: the reason that I it, it is my personal favorite film is because it has everything. A movie can offer and that's not necessarily a good thing (laughs) it has everything it has kung fu fights it has like i mean and if we're talking about horror movies and all this stuff and we're on this podcast and everything like it has you know like it uh, no no it's it's got everything that like uh it's got car chases car explosions 
It's got uh, you know a, a love story, a, a message towards the environment. Yes, yeah. It has a man getting his hands put into a frying yeah. basket. It's got a message towards the environment and everything. Yeah. Like it's got everything you can cram pack into a movie that should never be cram packed into like an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. Like it, it, no, but the thing is, the thing that it did was, I can't think. Uh, but like I said, besides like a couple of people our age, like, like not many people didn't see that. And it's because of the same way we saw it, uh, is parents were like, Oh, they like this stupid cartoon. Let's go get this movie. And then they put the movie on. They're like, Oh my God. And it's like, well, yeah, I, me and you were one of the few people that their parents were like, eh, they'll be all right. You know? And you know, whatever for, for fair or worse, you know, like, yeah. And I mean, and that was the thing. I never Toxic Avenger one and two were anomalous. Like they were just they stood on their whole yeah. own ground for years and years yeah. until I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and somebody slipped me Blood Sucking Freaks on VHS. Yeah. and then you see Toxie on the logo mm-hmm. and stuff, and then you start putting together that things. You were the first person who told me about Blood Sucking Freaks. Yeah, and it it was like um you start figuring out these movies and then i remember uh seeing my first trauma booth i was at a i was at a warp tour nick yeah yeah <laughs> I, 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 I remember you told me about that i was at I a remember. warp tour in 2000 no, we'll get we'll get back to that because this led us to go to trauma fest we'll get back to this <laughs> yeah but i mean trauma productions like um i think um more than t- Toxic Avenger, Class of Newcomb High has turned into my favorite franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the, I've done one of these before about how much I love Sleepaway Camp 2 mm-hmm. and 3. I love Class of Newcomb High 2 and 3. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was the thing. It was like, I knew that I was going to like Class of Newcomb High 2 when you called a movie Subhumanoid Meltdown. <laughs> like, um. Oh, yeah, dude. And oh, yeah. it exists in this, these movies for a while, Trauma's War, um, mm-hmm. they exist, it's Sergeant Kabuki Man. Oh yeah, NYPD. Trauma gets really great at addressing the camp within the film mm-hmm. and like almost doing this weird. I think they address the camp sometimes before the film, like with something like Sergeant Kabuki Man. Yeah, or um, Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Once you have Lemmy in front of your Shakespeare remake. That was probably the most classical part of that movie, was (laughs) the the intro was with Lemmy, Lemmy Kilmeister, yeah. Yeah, because Lemmy was there when William Shakespeare wrote Romeo and Juliet. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always said whenever uh, Lemmy died there, I was like, man, uh, uh, people ask me, they're like, where do you think he is in hell? And I'm like, no, Lemmy Lemmy went to heaven, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He sits on on the left side of God. Now we're getting into citizen toxic territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, they like work in this like weird anti fast food pro environment, very yeah. pro queer non binary. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They they dude with the 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 pink uh throw over with the tits and everything. <laughs> well, and, I mean, no. like, are you talking about the Cretans? Well, I mean. And class of Newcomb High, yeah, basically yeah. in any of these movies, yeah, no, no. Well, they're they're uh, they are offensively progressive, yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Like, and, and, and mind you, the thing is people could take offense to them, but they, I guarantee trauma is for like, and I'm not trying to be like, uh, uh, not trying to date this shit. I think trauma is always for all that weird shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm, I don't think it's like, they're all for that weird shit. I think that they understand my favorite. Well, what I guess what, what I'm trying to say is my favorite Cretan was, uh, even though he, he didn't have a lot of screen time was, uh, the little guy with sunglasses and the, the curly hair with the, the pink throw over and the, the boobs that was pushing everybody around. And I was like, man, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, if you go over all these films, yeah, yeah. Like there's a very big history of transgender. And- oh Yeah. People of color and all that to where it wasn't the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in independent films in the eighties and nineties. The way that you, you like people try to push towards the mainstream usually. Oh, cigar, cigar face from toxic (laughs) Avenger. Like, yeah. uh, Like, um, he's wearing a tutu as well. (laughs) No, no, no. That's a, that's a nips. Okay. There's a uh, cigar face, uh, lips and nips. All right. Lips and nips. Uh, but yeah. And then it turns into this. Reflection. Oh no, no. I, I take that back. Nucks and nips. Okay. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> but trauma productions, uh, eventually like it turns into this thing where it's terror firmer and they put the mirror on themselves. Yeah. And yeah. then you get into stuff like poultry guys, uh, Tromey and Juliet and yeah. everything. Like, like, um, they, a trauma production feels like a trauma movie in a way that there are so many trauma movies. But yeah. A trauma production is like a Lloyd Kaufman movie mm-hmm. feels like a Lloyd Kaufman movie. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. You can, and especially by the patented car crash mm-hmm. that they've used in every production since then. Yeah, the car like, flipping over the, the yeah, flipping yeah, yeah. Over. the stock footage shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a family driving it. Sometimes it's a pack of criminals driving it. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. It will it's always the same. The it's same. the same clip. It's it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. and it, But, um, but they... Like the productions themselves create this sentiment that's like, oh wow! Like you're never once you get used that to that you're watching a trauma movie, you don't get surprised what you see in a trauma movie, right? <laughs> like sometimes you do, sometimes you do. I mean, uh, it depends on how well versed you are on that stuff. Um, if you're just like entering the catalog and you're like twenty movies deep, like uh, you will get surprised. But if you're like sixty movies deep. Yeah, you won't get surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I agree with you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I just revisited Troma's War last year or whatever. And yeah, I yeah, hadn't yeah. seen that since we were in high school. Yeah. I was just like, I hadn't seen it, but everything I saw, I was like, yeah, that checks out. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> like, and um, Joe Fleischer is one of my favorite in that. Uh, it, that's the big dude, right? Yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, yes, yes. Like uh, the guy who got sucked into the escalator in uh, Terra Firmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dude, his part in that is hilarious, and I, 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 I'll probably watch it within the same amount of time that you did. Um, but no, no, no. Troma's War is uh, kind of a forgotten classic of the trauma uh, lore. It's kind of harder to find too. Yes. Yes. Like. I just don't think it's ever been. You'll find you'll find Toxic Avenger, Class Newcomb High, or something like that a lot faster than you'll find Tremors War. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, oh, 
There's a lot to say about that film in particular. Mm-hmm. That's another podcast. But let's in talk, its own, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about trauma distribution because I feel like as Michael Hertz and Lloyd Kaufman set up this production company, the distribution is so important for... It's out of control. How... And today we feel about... I don't. I like to call it trash cinema. I don't know if that's no, 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 no. It's trash cinema. It's garbage cinema. I love every bit of it. And like the thing is, is like I like stuff like uh, I spit on your grave and everything. And like I understand the problematic uh, points of everything involved with that. But the thing is, is like a movie's a movie, and the thing is, nobody gets hurt in a fucking movie. Uh, I mean, I would imagine these low budget. Uh, pictures, uh, mind you, I've never been there or whatever, but I'm sure that like most people could be having some fun and realize that what kind of shit they're getting into. Uh, but uh, yeah, but yes, uh, go on. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, like um, trauma distribution is a. I don't. They produce so many, or they distribute. Sorry, so many I, sorry. I was talking about trash cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> um, no, no. I I apologize. I did. I didn't mean to mislead anybody into like a, a dark hole. It, yeah. you know, like it's trash cinema is what I'm talking about. Garbage cinema. Yeah, but um, but basically it's um. So you get these like really cool things through trauma distribution, like killer nerd and revenge of killer nerd um redneck zombies yes which yeah. is like i mentioned killer nerd redneck zombies i think is like the essential vhs oh, horror yeah. movie oh yeah the running around in the woods with your friends this is how you can make an entertaining mm-hmm. film but um they do they've picked up things like cannibal the musical which oh, yeah. is trey parker mount stone's thing before south park got picked up yeah and that, well that's a wonderful thing and uh that's a that's one of the more vanilla things but it's still kind of wild uh the thing is is like if somebody doesn't like that uh like it's supposed it, it, it's, if somebody doesn't like that and like south park like i don't understand the like uh you know the discord between that like I think it's a, a wonderful thing, and a, a man falling in love with this horse, and then going and cannibalizing all these people, even though he has a, a you know a stance against it. Yeah, and um, and if you don't like the song "Let's Build a Snowman," then I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they have um, uh, you know, rabid granny. Well, okay, Rabbit Grannies is like one of the most amazing films because uh I apparently from what I've read and I don't know I don't know Lloyd Kaufman and I don't know exactly how any of this happened. Those guys uh that made Rabbit Grannies wrote Lloyd Kaufman and were like, "Hey, we want we love trauma. We want to make a trauma film. Uh, will you help us out?" And apparently he was like, "Give me like something like" and they gave him like a clip of something and he was so enamored. He sent, I guess he sent them some money and they made this movie that, uh, along with toxic Avenger, when I was young, me and my dad were flipping through channels. Like whenever we didn't have cable, we had this like weird, um, antenna shit and, uh, which would pick up some, you know, weird channels every now and then. Was it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, something like that. And, and 
I saw rabid grannies when I was like, you know, like 12 years old and I, it was the wildest shit, but apparently, uh, Lloyd Kaufman was just like, I love what you're doing. Um, keep doing it. Here's, here's a little boost. And they made this crazy movie. And I don't know if they're like Bavarian or something like that, or like German or what, I don't know how, uh, but they're not, they're not from America. I think, mind you, I haven't done too much research on it, but, uh, it is a great fucking film. And uh, it is what it, they they do with the man. I like that. I didn't do too much research, but Bavarian was the first place you went. No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's from the Ed Wood. You know, man. Like you have yeah. to be Bavarian. It yeah. helps if you're double jointed. All right. So um, Bavarian. Do you think that's uh, where that guy from Bloodsucking Freaks was from? Bavaria. Oh, Sardu. <laughs> Sardu. Oh man. Uh, Sardu the Sadist. Is that what it is? I, I, yeah, yeah. Sardu the Sadist. Uh, no, and uh, and mind you, what, what a uh, a mind wrecking uh, movie. Uh, my favorite part of that though is uh, Ralphus, the little guy. Ralphus is everyone's favorite part, or everyone's least favorite oh yeah part. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always the, like, the severed head uh fellatio is always always the best the human dartboards um yeah um they also do shit like um i still have my vhs copy of vegas in space yeah 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 which um it's that's four drag queens in space my like, favorite part of that though is when they're go- they're about to go to vegas in space and it's the the ship crew and they're all like men even though some of them are like clearly dressed in drag as men <laughs> and uh they they take the pills that change them into uh you know yeah. drag queens and but one of them doesn't take yeah and i like that a lot it was like yeah, well, they got to set land on Planet Clitoris. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that stuff. Planet Clitoris, um, Vegas in space. Man, I found I found fantastic. that in a in a, in a backwoods uh, part of town, like on the outskirts of town, in this place called Movies for Sale, which used to be a, a, a I can't remember exactly. It wasn't. It was a competitor with Blockbuster that quickly failed back in the nineties, which you know Blockbuster is gone. No, no, I think that was just like a. It local. was a movie station. And movie stations used to be turned around. Turned into movies for sale. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and then they turned into movies for sale. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and my favorite thing about movies for sale was it had probably I'd say forty thousand VHS tapes. Uh, the one, yeah, the one where we live, yeah. Uh, I can't and imagine I, how many they had. It was a warehouse full I think of a good unorganized. 2000 yeah, were combat shots exactly yeah i think that was the weirdest phenomenon that i've ever seen that it was just rows and rows yeah i I don't know how they got that many of of combat shock which i will never understand every like 15 movies was combat shock yeah which combat shock in high school like in the early 2000s was one of the only vhs's i own different copies of yeah because I different like, covers yeah well there was a gatefold cover mm-hmm. there was a fold cover that you had to unfold i had the fold cover a stri- yeah. slipcase i think that was a media cover or like yeah, it the, was definitely a, uh, yeah it was definitely media a media, media. Yeah. yeah like um so many people carry combat shock which until trauma like got a hold of it which 
um, that's got the baby in the oven scene. Oh, no, 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 no. So he, he is a victim of Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes back home from Vietnam. And uh, yeah, he, uh, his baby, th- through his wife, after he, you know, Vietnam, had him as is deformed or whatever and it just goes through the whole movie every time he's home yeah Yeah, and he's living in new york and he's living in this tiny little like slum apartment and uh and the bet like the craziest stuff okay so like the best stuff about that movie is the the um caveman junkie stuff whenever the the cave uh, the junkie goes under the bridge and he opens his arm with a an, a coat hanger yeah, yeah, and just rubs the heroin in yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah you like it's, force it. No, it's crazy. And then he dies there. But then like the, uh, the protagonist, which is mm-hmm. barely a protagonist, like he's defeated mm-hmm. uh, after he's searched for jobs and like, you know, done with the, the loan sharks and everything. He goes home and he puts his, you know, he kills his wife and he puts his baby in the oven, and right before he kills himself, before he drinks the rotten milk, the blood starts spilling out of the oven right before he shoots himself, and it's like, this is more than a trauma film. Like, this is something... And mind you, it's cheaply done, but, like, the effects are gnarly, man. Like, it's one of the heaviest movies I've ever seen. But if you look at Apocalypse Now, everybody's like, oh, I'm so moved by that. It's like, watch Combat Shock. Like... There's, I think that's a more real representation of how people feel, yeah. and uh, you know, like uh, we can get to a lighter point on this uh, podcast, uh, but I'm just saying, Combat Shock is something to behold. But when me and Brad were growing up, for some reason, this warehouse of VHS that we used to go through had nothing but every fucking like ten movies, Combat Shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a phenomenon. But we got a bunch of good shit out of there. There's we got Nazis. a lot of copies of Combat Shock out of there. <laughs> There's Surf Nazis Must Die. Oh, yeah. Um, Pterodactyl Woman from Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. Um, maniac Nurses Find Ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Um, Nymphoid Chicks. Barbarian from Dinosaur Hell. Yes, Nymphoid Barbarians from Dinosaur Hell. Um, I don't, just in case you were check, thinking about checking that one out. If the dinosaur part was what you were really interested in that title, you're not, not get getting a lot of that. that. Yeah. If the Nymphoid Barbarians yeah. are what you were looking for, you're getting a lot of that. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, um, and also uh, Chopper Chicks and Zombie Town. Oh, man. Chopper Chicks and Zombie Town, which had the best DVD cover of all time. It had uh, Billy Bob Thornton. It was one of his early, early movies. Uh, his face blasted on the cover and then everybody else like kind of shrunk down below but billy bob thornton has the best line in the movie which the movie is really good because every time the zombies are around there's polka music and it's got the the dude who, who unleashes the zombies is the um guy from the mortuary in uh return of the living dead mm-hmm. uh but uh, Billy Bob Thornton, after the chopper checks, come back to town. Billy Bob Thornton was married to one of them, right? So he says to one of them, he goes, "Hey, you've been gone a long time. Uh, I haven't, I haven't like really been with one with a woman since uh since you know you left." And she goes, eight years, really?" And he goes, "Well, a couple." <laughs> and I was like, "That's the most like that like." 
as far as an early role goes, that's really good. I was like, that's, pre- but the movie's really awesome. <laughs> Some mortuary, uh, again, the guy's working at a morgue, the same guy who works at the morgue in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, he just like lets these zombies out to polka music, and it's a wonderful fucking film. Is that a distributed one, or is that an actual chunk? Distributed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, there's, and that's, they do this a lot, they, um, attach, you know, the Carmen Electra part of Teenage Cat Girls in Heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, will, And that's the, that's part of, uh. Wasn't like, Carmen Electra, uh, in that, uh, what is it? It's, it's not the one or whatever, but wasn't it, uh. The Chosen One. The Chosen One. Oh, yeah, yeah actually, who's in, I think Marissa Tomei's in. Teenage cat girls. Well, her first role was in Toxic Avenger as a screaming chick in the uh, the shower. Yeah, yeah. Um, in part two, yeah. No, in part one. In part one? Mm-hmm. Huh. Tell me. <laughs> first role, I think. Yeah. Um, but that's like uh, one of those things like they'll always hold on to that, that they have movies with Oliver Stone cameos. Yeah, yeah. They own the rights to Sam Fuller movies, much like Roger Corman would hold on. He has the American rights to Fellini movies yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, um, these are movers and shakers. They've got friends and they choose to make the movies that they want to make. So um, it gets us, uh, let's wrap this up. And if we had one trauma to recommend to anybody and why. And um, I'm going to go ahead and start with Terra Farmer because it's the trauma to make a trauma about making a trauma. Yeah. And it does have all the tropes of a trauma movie oh yeah yeah the car wreck scene that we've talked about oh yeah 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 and no dude there, there's nothing like terra Farmer. like i said that was the movie that got me back into excuse me back into that stuff uh, because uh i didn't really like i said when i was growing up and saw toxic avenger i didn't like follow the um you know the the, the company or anything like it it's like Vestron Video or whatever. Like, I didn't really know exactly what was going on, but you handed me a copy of Terra Farmer. And uh, whenever I opened up the catalog, just when we were in marketing class, I was just like, wait a minute. I was like, all these movies. I was like, wait. Uh, and then, so it sought me, uh, it got me uh, to uh, seek out, like, all this shit. But uh, I will say, um, as far as something to get somebody into trauma beyond toxic avenger which is the start of all start of all of it uh i will say um Trumi and julia which is the funniest thing i've ever seen which is a you know if nobody that is listening if anybody's listening or whatever is uh you know obviously it's Romeo and juliet but it's tr- uh, trauma's version the funniest one of the funniest things i've ever seen is there's a dream sequence where uh juliet is having her belly ripped open full of popcorn and romeo and uh or tromeo if you will uh are and, and a lot of other people are eating it out of her her stomach which is weird but she wakes up screaming and her dad, which is a Capulet, uh, you know, if you follow any of that stuff, the immortal bard uh, to to hail Scott Ackerman, uh, 
uh, is standing in her doorway when she wakes up. Well, like he hasn't been standing there before. And he goes, if I hear one more screaming orgasm out of this room, I swear to God. (laughs) And I was like, I've never seen anything like that. Like, I, I like it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then also somersaulting your wife whenever she tries to put an arm around you. And it's like you just somersault her over you without moving an inch. I don't know. Tromeo and Juliet is a great thing. Uh, but I would say uh, I would say Surf Nazis Must Die is an amazing film. Mm-hmm. And uh, Surf Nazis Must Die uh, it deserves its own podcast. But uh, I'd say if you if you if you don't like it after that, like you're not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Well, no, no, you got to go through yours, man. No, I said uh, chair farmer. Yeah, you did. Oh, th- that's the that's the intro that you would <laughs> say to, for people. Yeah. 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 Well, that that, that checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks so much, you guys, for being here and discussing trauma entertainment, its importance in cinema, and basically just taking us to trauma college. And thanks, you guys, the listeners, for your continued support for the Gag Me With a Knife podcast. This has been another Gag Me With a Knife YouTube exclusive, and we'll see you next time. Gag Me With a Wife. Gag Me With Trauma. Trauma.